0: One of the men that I met that helped, uh, he turned out being a neighbor just lived a couple miles away, and I mentioned to him uh, once or twice that, you know, I get together with some other men and have a city, and that's all I said. I didn't, you know, I figured if he was interested, he would say so. And it was a couple years, and things changed in his life, had some really difficult things happen in his life that uh, I asked, uh, would you be interested now? And he said, yeah, I have time now. So I think we have to be patient. How can you
1: use your hobbies and skills to reach people for Christ? Do you sometimes think that you really don't have anything to offer others, that your skill set isn't really needed today? Well, think again. Hi, my name is David Dennis and I'm with the Kansas Communities Ministry with the Navigators. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is the second of four podcasts featuring my interview with Bill. Now because of his missionary work in other countries, we've changed his name at this point to Bill. Bill is a humble man who believes the promises of God and is willing to put himself out there to meet new people and become involved in their lives. He's a true inspiration. Today, I start by asking Bill how he has used his outdoor skills in meeting people and investing in their lives.
0: There's a verse in Proverbs 22 29. It says, Do you see a man skilled in his work? He will stand before kings, not before obscure men. As time went along, I've figured out that people who are really experts in some area or skilled in some area, Um, they attract other people who maybe are learning uh, the particular thing or who like that hobby also or that field. And I found that in outdoor uh, life skills that um, especially younger people really like to learn that type of thing. And that's something that I like. Uh, I grew up hunting and fishing and things, so... Um, yeah, that's that's been something, and it's been very helpful uh, to really bond with people uh, using that particular thing. In, in Asia, we hike mountains and things, and here we go to the Boundary Waters of Minnesota, go canoeing for a, a week with no cell phone service, and you're on your own. You're your own 911, and... <laughs> It's more exciting that way.
1: You develop relationships with people through your activities, and then how do you bring up spiritual things? Does it just come up naturally, or do you intentionally think about, well, I need to talk about the Lord now?
0: Well, everybody that I meet, I think about how how I might share Jesus, because Jesus is the main thing that everybody needs, so... Whether I have a long-term relationship or a short-term relationship, whether I talk about it right away or not, uh, I will eventually get around to that. But right now, I have three men in Bible study that we've been studying together for a couple years. Uh, All of them I've known through, you could call outdoor life skills, two of them. Uh, We've gone to the Boundary Waters together, been involved in Boy Scouts, uh, with some of them. Uh, so it's just a natural way once you camp out with people and do things and uh, you have all kind of opportunities. So it's naturally to to bring up, you know, where you're at spiritually, you know, or what what's your background been.
1: And then do you invite them to start a Bible study with you or what would be a, a way to begin looking at the Word together?
0: Yeah, I, uh, through one of the, Outdoor life skills, uh, we teach the fifth grade, uh, just volunteer for a, for a semester for 45 minutes once a week. And then we have a camp out, and we have some of the parents' and things to the, to the camp out. And one of the men that I met that helped, uh, he turned out being a neighbor, just lived a couple miles away. And I mentioned to him... Uh, once or twice that you know, I get together with some other men and have a study, and that's all I said. I didn't, you know, I figured if he was interested, he would say so. And it was a couple years, and things changed in his life to the um, had some really difficult things happen in his life. That uh, the I asked, uh, would you be interested now? And he said, Yeah, I. Have time now, so I think we have to be patient. I have a, actually a little diagram that I use, but I can explain it. And this is especially with friendships and maybe with you'd want to say harder people that maybe aren't open right away. Uh, you need close contact for a long period of time. The third thing would be is if you can get others involved, the synergy of others that might have interest in the same areas that they do if you don't have. But then if you can do some kind of bonding activity together, that's where I've used either camping or the boundary waters or hiking mountains or whatever to really get, if you do something really hard together and you you really get to know each other and you open up about everything in life and and then things are open to share and then you find out where people are at and and but some people, you know you, the first time you meet them, you can ask if they're inter, inter, interested in spiritual things, and they are so you start right off. but a lot of people, you have to be patient and keep praying, put them on your daily prayer list and
1: just just keep loving them, yeah, yeah, that's right. You've been involved with a lot of college ministries over the years, and more recently I know you've been involved with some small colleges here in this area. How is that ministry going? Can you tell us about that?
0: The ministry is, right now, it's it's not at a overflowing productive phase, but it, it goes up and down over the years. Um, when we returned from Asia, uh, the Navigators had measured on Two major colleges here in Kansas, and K-State and KU, and we, we thought that we could do more than that, and so we got involved in helping things get going at, at Wichita State, and then there's another 50 or so colleges in Kansas, uh, small colleges, community colleges, church-related colleges, all kinds of things. That um, if somebody would just be willing that lives within a half hour driving distance, uh, I could almost guarantee you it'd be easy for you to figure out a way to find some students that you could interested in, you could interest in a just a Bible study without having to do a full blown, so to speak, college ministry. So that's kind of what we work at. So we we have a college close to us. And so when they have their activities fair, we work with the man in charge of those things and he gives us permission to set up a table. And I look for a guy if he's got a, if he's wearing anything that would indicate he might like hunting or fishing or anything like that or anybody, but especially those, I tell them to come over and I talk to them and and tell them we're having a, having a study if they're interested. And I've, God has been gracious in pointing out the right ones to talk to and to ask and to get involved in. And and my my wife meets with the uh, gals, and so we we do that. And sometimes those like recently uh, started with in one college and they transferred to another college and then able to get a little bit something started there.
1: That's exciting. What kind of a study do you typically do? Is it something from the Navigators or just read through a book of the Bible?
0: We use some of the studies that the K-State's using or Wichita State's using, or depending on the group that I have, whether they're believers or mixed or some believers, some not believers. Um, A lot of times I'll start just reading Psalms 119 and uh, have them read one little section of that every day and write down one thought. Uh, If they have any church background at all, that'll probably be the first time they've really done something like that.
1: If someone is listening to this and would like to get involved in campus ministry on one of these small colleges, maybe in your town, uh, they can contact us through our email address, and I'll, I'll put that in. You've worked with young people for a number of years, both in Asia and the United States. How would you assess the spiritual interest at this point in time in 2022 compared to previous years?
0: I don't know if I'm the the expert to answer that, but I've found that if you're willing to pray and work and figure out how you can meet enough people, you can find people who are willing to explore the Bible or ones that are already maybe believers but want more help. That's not a real problem. The problem is, are we willing to take the initiative to figure out how to get next to people?
1: If someone is listening to this and they say, well, gee, I'm 70 years old, I'm 75 years old, uh, I can't relate to these young people, what would be your answer to that?
0: Well, I'm 79. <laughs> you know, you have some expertise and some things that uh, they don't have. And I think if you show up and if you're interested in them, uh, they actually, they're used to listening to professors teach them. A lot of them are older. If you pray and ask for some a few key people, and then they can reach out to their friends and And things. But if you have something to offer, there are people who are hungry.
1: What would you say to someone who says that the job of ministry is really for the pastor or for a professional Christian, whatever that is? What would you say in answer to that?
0: Well, I would say that most students are looking to see what it would look like in my career, in my field, for me to live a a Christian life, a a life that honors God. And so if you're an engineer or a teacher or whatever, and they see you doing what you're doing, and especially if you invite them to your home and they see your family life and things, there's so many that come from homes that are less than ideal that they are looking and wondering, is there really a better way? And so there's a lot of searching out there.
1: In recent years, you and your wife and another couple have been very involved with an outreach at the state fair for the navigators. Can you tell us a little bit about that and, and kind of what, do, what does that look like and what are the benefits that you've seen from that?
0: I'm not afraid to fail at something. So I'm not sure whether it was the other man's idea or my idea or whose idea it was. It was maybe both of our ideas, but we got together and uh, we thought, well, how you know, what would this look like if, you know, there's churches that have booths at the state fair, there's other organizations, there's 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 organ, religious organizations that are off track that have uh, a booth there. Why, why couldn't we? Plus, we have people scattered all over Kansas who've been involved with the Navigators, and wouldn't it be great to touch base with them and encourage them? And then we've as we begin to explore things, we found out that an organization is willing to provide us with really good books. And uh so we just got excited and so we started doing it and we liked it and seemed like the people like it that come by and and uh, so we're we were able to give away over five thousand books last year and a lot of these were children's books that went to families that probably never opened a Bible or anything. And they'll, they'll probably get that message read 50 times going through those. They're really good books. And then we have books for adults and others, too. But uh, And it's just a joy talking to the people that come by. And a lot of people really open up their hearts on what they're facing, sicknesses, problems. Uh, we're able to pray with them, encourage them. Suggest a book that they could read. Or we've even had some one uh, that we've got in Bible studies from people who are interested and wanted a bit more help and training.
1: How much do you charge for the books that, that you have there?
0: We charge nothing. They're all free.
1: Wow. And it's pretty intensive. I think that uh, State Fair lasts, is it 10 days or two yeah, weeks? Something 10 days, like 10, 10, 10 days. days. So what are some needs that you might have? <laughs> At the State Fair.
0: Yeah, we need people to help us because we have to open up, I think, by 8 or 9 o'clock and go till 8 o'clock at night or so. There has to be somebody there all the time, and we try to have at least three there all the time because of the people coming by. So we definitely need help. And the, uh, the interesting thing is that a couple years ago, A number of students, we keep track of, we have a sign up for students, and there were students from Sterling College who came by. And then one of our our NAVs that uh, went to K-State and KU way back in the 60s came by, and he was a teacher there. And so we ended up starting a ministry at Sterling for quite a number of years. We don't have one presently going there, but we, we had one there for quite a few years, just as a result of the contacts from the State Fair. That's great.
1: So if anyone wants to sign up for this, what would you say would be the criteria for someone you would ask to help out?
0: Well, we would want you to have a heart for other people and being willing to smile and talk to people.
1: How might God want to use you and your skills? Perhaps He wants you to venture out into a new area. You know, Bill is a true inspiration in that he simply believes the promises of God and uses the skills that God has uniquely given him to make friendships for Christ. Is God calling you to a new venture for him? Like perhaps getting to know students on a small college campus? Or like Bill's vision for ministry at the Kansas State Fair? Dream big. Our God is big. Join us next time as together we learn more about making disciples naturally.